Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill's on at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined here this evening by the one and only Giggles. Giggles, thanks for having us along in your house here this evening. Great, I can't believe it's Thursday evening already, Liam, and we're two days away from poking the ball against each other. Yeah, very, very excited. Looking forward to that one on Saturday night in Ireland, Sunday morning um, in Australia. We'll we'll touch on that as the show goes on. Welcome along, Shawnee. Thanks, lads. Great to be here. Shawnee, why are you looking on the phone? Just my notes. Oh, your notes. Okay, yeah. that's okay. Stats. Because often you don't really kind of focus. Once you've talked, you just switch off then I and it's me giggles. So if you could just focus <laughs> for the whole hour tonight, that would be great. Thanks, guys. I'll try Thanks, my best. And Shawnee does, Shawnee, just big news. Shawnee has bought a, a coffee maker. Uh, f- like fair dinkum real coffee maker. And he has, fair dinkum, yeah, is that? It's Aussie, like, Aussie thing right there. And he, he got, I got, my wife bought him some coffee beans called Ex-Wife. That's yeah. what they're called. So we'll, see, the we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes down. Yeah, Shawnee's having issues with his grinder. Anyone has any tips? <laughs> tweet into Akadeji. Uh, we also get some. If there's anyone out there who wants to help me with my grinding, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> we get some tweets in um, from James S at J underscore Slapman. That young, excellent Limerick team ha- from a couple of years ago have another couple of Irelands in them, but they better not leave it too long. Teams like Tip and Kenny don't just disappear for years at end. Mm. I think that is a good point, but Limerick are looking like favourites coming in, but they have to get over a very good Galway team. This weekend, we'll talk about that. Also, have a tweet in from Mark Wade. Yeah, no, I don't know that one. Liam. Oh, sorry, will I read it out? I'll go first. That one, Johnny. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> uh, as a forfeit, whoever loses between Waterford and Kilkenny next week, Lemur Giggles should wear the jersey of their semi final winner for the Ireland final podcast. What do you think, Johnny? Yes, we should go for that. We, we'll take that. Happy to do it. Yeah, yeah, happy to do that. That's no that problem. The black and amber look lovely on Giggles. We had another message in there on on on, uh, on one of our pictures last week and wearing the same Pats jerseys. And oh, yeah. Brian Stafford message in. He said, Liam going for the Gary Glitter hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can you exp- and we still have the Gary Glitter hair do here today. Eh? <laughs> Liam, can you explain the hair and what are you doing with it? So obviously during lockdown here in Melbourne, the barbers weren't open. They are subsequently open for the last four weeks. <laughs> um, my wife did cut my hair for most of six months. So I am due to get a proper haircut tomorrow, but my hair is out of control. I will acknowledge that. <laughs> but when you're working from home, no one sees in the flesh. You kind of get away with it. So, uh, But I did get a comment on, on the... Gary Glitter is, is a new one, Liam. Yeah, it is. He had great hair, to be fair. Um, okay, so on today's show, we are going to look ahead to Limerick Galway, um, all around semi final, and look back at the great semi final between Galway and Tip. We've got a Giggles Corner, then obviously the preview of Kilkenny Waterford. <laughs> look like Gary Glitter's hair here, that's not good. Uh, Kilkenny Waterford, and looking back at Waterford's great win over Clare. Um, so, yeah, let, let's get into it first. We're going to do a preview of um, Limerick and Galway. It's always, you know, great to, you know, to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and, but, you know, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and it's just, there's nothing like coming back there, like. The one the fancy open top bus line, I think, about Duggan's, Richard Duggan's lorry, and really, yeah. up, up in the back of the lorry and off down, it's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. So, oh, that ended very quickly. Um, firstly, look, Galway and Tip on, on the Alarm semi final last weekend. I woke up Sunday morning, didn't turn on my phone, watched it, let's say, on delay. Absolutely cracking game of hurling and an absolutely brilliant result for all involved to see <laughs> Galway come through and see Tipperary go out and Liam Sheedy be so gracious in defeat to be questioning where the referee was from, what province he should be from, all that kind of stuff. And poor old Carl Barrett got sent off as well. It was... An awful day. It was a Kenny man's dream. <laughs> if anyone can hear the smokeness and the voice, I even tried to hide it. It was so good. Now, to be fair to Tipperary, they did die with their boots on um, and rallied really well, especially after Cottle Barrett's sending off. But I think they've been kind of hanging on by their fingernails since this champ- championship has, has kicked off and they've just about scraped by and and hung in there. And they really hung in there and, and pushed Galway all to the end. But Galway did have probably that, that bit much in the end and got him over the line, even though it was 14 men. Galway did look very good today. Yeah, I think I think you've, I think Galway were the better team, even though like, again to talk about the quarters when Tipperary came out after half time they just blitzed them and they got that six points ahead and you would have been worried because when Tip get into control like that, y- you imagine they kick on. But I think I don't know was it the pitch 
it didn't really allow for a really free flowing game. Like everything was was tough. Every score was earned. It was a classic game. You speaking, you turn on. I wanted to not watch it, but I turned on Sky Sports, and the first thing I heard was, "and and the winners of this game will be playing Galway." And I was sickened because that ruined watching it live. But um, I think. Jesus, like, bar the slip in the first minute, I think Dahi Burke was the man for Galway who set the tone for the entire day. Like, he was just magnificent. And Shane McCallan actually was probably had his best game of the year so far. He got another point or two, but Dahi Burke just caught ball, broke out, drove out through the fence, was an animal back there. And I thought he kind of typified the Galway resolve and, and drove the team on, really. He yeah uh, he 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 actually had a very bad start. He, um, he slipped. He slipped. Oh, no no no, no not not to his fault. I'm just saying he yeah. had a bad start in terms of like if you were a full back there and and there was one one scored and you after the first you know ten fifteen minutes you'd yeah. be like Jesus I wanna I wanna I tighten up here a bit. But I think the other factor was as well is that Tipperary pushed Callan back out the field, which allowed you know Burke. You know he's 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 a footballer as well, and he's his natural instinct is to attack. And he was able to do that in when Callum was moved out and he didn't have, you know, if Callum was inside, he would have kept him a bit more honest and he would have kept him in, you know, within the 45 metre line, we'll say. Um, but he was able to actually attack out and, and drive up the field and, and create a lot of scoring opportunities as well. And I'm not sure, but I think he gave the pass to Callum for that goal, did he? To Hart. Or to Hart, sorry. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. He did. Yeah, oh, no, I'm sorry, Adrian too, he gave him oh, the pass. Yeah. Oh, was Adrian it? Tuhi. I thought, yeah. Uh, Dahi Burke gave the pass that got Carl Barrett sent off. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. T- it's funny though, Gal- Galway, they're, they're interesting. Like It's like they were cruising along against Kilkenny and they got caught because Kilkenny had this dogginess in them. And you kind of get the feeling that there's more in their forwards. Like, And I know they got three goals, but Carl Mannion is, is, is the classic yeah. example. He looks like he's walking around the place and yet he scores one three and he gets outrageous scores. He looks amazing on the ball, doesn't he? Yeah, but you can imagine if you put the Paddy Deegan bit between his teeth. Yeah. He could go to town on lads and absolutely murder teams like. And I find the same with Joe at the moment. I think he's 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 playing really well, but you kind of get the feeling that you nearly want to. They need a, a big kick or something like that because I think they should have put Kilkenny away. They they did put Wexford away. They should have put Tipperary away a lot earlier with the, with the way Tipperary were playing, and they're, and they're not doing it. So I think. It was an epic game. I think it's the fourth game in 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 whatever there was a trilogy in fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. A point. There was two points in this game. Ebbed and flowed. I think on the, on the I think Henry Shefflin and Derek McGrath said there was no pattern to it, and I think we're even struggling to find the pattern to it. It was just one of those games that just went on and on, and it was ebb and flow. It was just a war, like it was, it was, you yeah. know, yeah. like and that time because that time of year, like you, you referenced the pitch as well. The difference in the pitch between Parky Quive, Crow Park, and then Gaelic Grounds. It's a, like it's like it was like watching the club championship yeah. in February. Yeah, yeah. Like right, it was yeah. that kind of a feel to it, like real dog and real hard stuff. You earned every ball, and you can't beat the hurling. To be honest, I think watching it, there's something really raw about it. Um, and it comes down to at the end, who wanted it more? And Tip just did not want it enough. You, you could see that, and even just seeing things like you know, Bubbles not in the twenty six. Yeah. Like things like that. Tarek Maher is another guy. Mar- yeah. Like you'd think that this ground would absolutely. He'd be loving it. He'd be gobbling up His the legs. Are gone, Sean. He looked. Yeah. He looked. He just was I not in it. The last two games completely. I that day was made for him. Like you know, even watching how heavy the ground was. Like how many times you've seen him doing this in the league as well. You know, yeah. over the last few years where he's just gobbling up ball and driving it down. But he, yeah, as you said, he looks heavy-legged and he looks tired or yeah. I don't know what it is. But and the same with Brendan Mar, to be fair, who has been like an absolute superstar for Tipperary over the years. He looked like not even 10% of himself. And Ronan Mar, to be fair, was probably the, the best of the three of mm. them, we'll say that, that falls a three. But he still struggled as well. So when you don't have your three... Mars in defence firing. Bonamar got the goal, but really didn't really feature, to be honest. I didn't yeah. think either. Like We know what he can do. Like He's a serious player. Um, if you're four or five kind of key men aren't leading, you're not going to come out on top. If you're losing those battles you know, in the half-back line, key positions like centre-forward, more than, more than not, you'll come out on the wrong side of that yeah. result. It's funny. I was listening to Tommy Welch during the week, and he was talking about the class of 2008. And he was talking about Patrick Horgan, he was talking about TJ Reid, he was talking about Jamie Callanan, he was talking about Joe Canning, and he was talking about someone else. Maybe it was Park Maher, Noel McGrath, one of them lads. And Noel McGrath. Yeah, yeah. He, he said the magic five, and, and he said they're all still in unbelievable shape, but he was referencing last year maybe. And just think, reflecting on it now, Shane McCallan, I think I've said him, they are, in the last 
two games that they've played, none of them have been, you know, the the leader of the pack that they've that they've been in the previous three years. And you just wonder, are the miles clocking up a lot? And they've all gone through a club season now, mind you. So previous years they'll be able to manage their fitness with the county team. You know, they're the team, they're the players with eleven, twelve years experience. So they might have a yoga session on a Thursday instead of going balls out with Cork or with Kilkenny in, in the training. Whereas now they've had to carry their clubs on their back, right, for six or seven weeks in a row, go straight in to get up the t- intensity to get to inter-county level. And it'll be interesting to see this weekend now, right, I hope I'm not eating my words and I hope TJ is very quiet again this weekend, but I, I wonder are we seeing, like, you know, these five, six lads who have had the most amazing 12, 13-year career kind of start to become a supporting act as opposed to the main act. And Noel McGrath would have like he's a perfect example. He's been he's had an unmerciful year with the footballers as well and having lost two county finals. I mean mentally as well. Yeah. That has to have a drain he, on he you. He looked well. very heavy like yeah. now fairness he took John some McGrath didn't score. even start. Yeah, John McGrath. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah, there's another one who was absolutely phenomenal for tip last mm. year. He was amazing. Yeah. One like one of their best forwards. They, so. they played the McGrath's played twelve weeks in a row, football hurling, yeah. football hurling, football hurling. Yeah, like, yeah. I know they say games bring on freshness and all that kind of stuff because you don't be training, but twelve game weeks in a row and probably three intercounty yeah. games in four weeks, it that that's it's it's a it's a, it's a, it's yeah, it's it's a heavy load and, and, and when we kinda look it is ahead because you're getting up for games, you know, you're not getting up for a training session, you know what I mean? Like so you know, a few training sessions in the middle of that you wouldn't take half the load mentally as as it would physically. And the rumor going around is that Liam Sheedy is gonna step away even though he was meant to have another year. I'm hearing from rumours and tip that he's not going to fulfil that year next year. He's going. He's to already did it back to back, and yeah, so yeah. I just I hope he stays on because you know what they'll, they'll be coming straight for Liam Cal. <laughs> that's that's that would be the worry if you're a Waterman. Yeah, Liam yeah. Cal is the next man to get he that tip job. Yeah. Um, and rumours Liam Sh- Liam Shitty, he's gone from the bank and he's got taken up the ro- a role with that sponsor on the front, that CEO advisory company, Tenio. Tenio. He's actually taken up a role with them now. All right. Um. Okay. So yeah, rumour has it he won't be back. So bye bye Liam. Um, and uh, we uh, wish him all. It's a real, a real weight on, on Tipperary. You can imagine, like, because everyone is, makes That's a lot about it. Everyone is talking about can they do the back to back every time they win in All Ireland, and, and they can't. And when they can't, in the, I'd say as a Tipperary supporter, even a Tipperary player, I'd say it must be weighing him very heavily yeah. on him. Like, like so it's another like three years away now, minimum. Like you know, so yeah. Look, there's a, men- a mental fragility there. Like um, they don't, they're not able to back it up with these great crops of players that come through. Like they, they looked unbeatable again at the end of last year. Similar in twenty sixteen with the Beckley Kenny, and similar in twenty ten, and they just haven't been able to back it up. This year is an exceptional year, but it's been everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. But they start back again next year. Look, they've got an excellent crop of players, but there is a lot of them coming to the end of the line. So it'll be interesting. I, will we see any retirements over the, over the summer, yep. over the winter? You don't know. Yeah, but they still had under twenty one All Irelands as well in yeah. the last few years. So they'll they'll be back there, don't worry. Oh, Tipper always yeah. going to be up in the in the top 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 three. They won't fall away um, anytime soon. But w- look, interesting to see how they go next year, particularly if Sheedy is gone. Um, but look on to the All Ireland semi final, obviously. Uh, Galway Limerick look no disrespect to Kenny and Waterford like it is the pick of the two semi finals um, and two heavyweights and to be fair to Galway probably should have gone over in the Leinster final they didn't they probably have been the two farm teams and Galway showing again to weekend I fancy this one to be absolute nail by our 50-50 I don't think there's much between them both in the way they play and both in terms of their physicality and size as well across both sets of probably 20 players that we'll probably we'll see feature and in terms of their bench as well, there's a, there is depth there. I think on, on both benches, so I think this is nicely poised to be to be a cracker on Sunday. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I, I think you're right. I think it's one two on this side and three and four three versus four on the other side between Kilkenny and Watford. Um, despite the fact Kilkenny beat Galway, I'm just you you just wonder with the freshness versus the three games in three weeks for Galway. Limerick having the break this weekend, how much of an impact that will have? So. Galway were through, went through a battle there, like in a heavy pitch. The legs are going to be absolutely sore and achy all week. Like they're not going to be as snappy as Limerick Arts starting out the traps this weekend. And I think, I think it'd be an amazing game this weekend had Galway had the same break as Limerick. I'm looking at Galway, and I I don't know do they have the same. Just bit between the teeth is the best way I can describe it in their play, that Limerick. And that Kilkenny probably have, and that Wardford have at the moment. So, I, I'm just looking on at Limerick, and I think Wardford 
outworked them. They actually outworked Limerick, probably the hardest working team, which was which is why they were able to stay in the game. I don't think Galway will outwork them. I think Limerick are so keen on nailing this All Ireland final. I think it's going to be it's set up for maybe a seven or eight point Limerick victory. I think they're they're supremely confident. Now on the flip side of that, right? There's a lot of people putting Limerick's name on this cup straight away. And if you think back over the last two years, in 2018 they were beaten in Munster. They came third in the group. They should have been beaten by Cork in the All-Ireland semi-final. By, they were up by six points. And then they went on to scrape over the All-Ireland after cruising through it. Then they were beaten three times last year in the championship. And so I think the air of invincibility is near is a little bit false, right? So that's the only other side of it that I, that I counter the argument. And I think Waterford gave them a good scalp. I think they play a phenomenal brand of hurling and when a team gives up against them, that's when they get absolutely railroaded because they do continue. But if you have a team which is like Kilkenny did last year, that don't give up against them, then you have a chance to stay in the match for the game, and that's been proven over, over the past two years. So I'm kind of contradicting myself there, but I do think God will be too tired to put up a full 75-minute challenge against Limerick, and I think in the last 15 minutes, Limerick will steamroll them. Like yeah, it is, which is before you finish it is a seven day turnaround giggles right so look what are they going to do during the week Galway not a whole lot they'll have a fresh and up session recovery session on the Monday do something like Wednesday Thursday and get together maybe on Friday they're not going to do a whole lot and they are going playing in Crow Park on the Sunday as well which is a completely different ball game as well which suits their game to be honest more so than the war down in Gaelic grounds they'll be tired but seven days I would expect them to have recovered almost to 100% maybe not quite 100 but definitely up to 95% for a full Seven eight would you not think? Yeah, I, I do think they'll get to ninety five percent, but that's the difference. Like at ninety five percent at this level, you'll get you'll get cleaned out of it. Like if you have Willow Dunahoo who's bullying every single man and, and, and person around him in the middle of the field, linking up with Keane Lynch who's a ball of muscle as well as being a street hurler. And then you've got six unbelievable forwards with six unbelievable forwards to come in off the bench and you've got a mean backline there. I, I think I think Galway will need to be at 110% to win this game. And I don't, if they're at 95, I think that's where I see, especially in the last quarter, Limerick coming out and just saying, right, lads, put on the afterburners now because we're going to blow these lads away. And I don't think I'll see a response from Galway. Yeah, I think I think, I think think similar to last year as well. Like We're seeing chinks in the armour of um, Limerick a little bit. I mean, I mean uh, with, I guess with the... <laughs> Waterford showed there's no invincibility about them. You know they put it up against them when you when you go toe to toe with them. You know match them for work rate. Waterford showed that you know they can be beaten uh, and they can be drawn back into a dogfight. I think um, Galway have the physicality is the big thing for me, and I think they have that physicality to match um, Limerick. But it's like it's the third game in a row in three weeks for them. Um, again, that's a factor for me in terms of. If they can go that seventy minutes, you know, in a dogfight battle with with Limerick, but then again, you know, they are more used to Crow Park. You're right, Liam. You know, in terms of in terms of Limerick, so like it's a very very hard one to call. Um, Who are you going to go with, Shani? I'm going to go with Limerick just in based on the fact that it's three weeks in a row for Galway, but it's only just like I I yeah. I don't think I don't see a seven point a seven point win for Limerick. Um, but I do. I don't think it'll be very tight. Can I, can I say one thing before you go to your predictions? You can, it's no problem. I reckon I was looking at the permutations of the two semi-finals in the final, and I can't see Galway winning the All Ireland. Right? If Limerick win the semi-final, I think they'll beat Limerick or they'll beat Waterford. I think Kilkenny or Waterford. Kilkenny yeah. or Waterford. Excuse me. If Galway win the final and Kilkenny win, I yeah. think Kilkenny will beat Galway. And if Galway win the final and Waterford win, I think Waterford will beat Galway. <laughs> There's Giggles' permutations yeah, as you heard there now. It's fact, it's written in stone. <laughs> take <laughs> that to the I, bank. You can't take that to the bank. But uh, I, I don't know why I have that in my head. You know the way you just have yeah. teams with hoodoos, like Kilkenny always seem to beat Galway. Like they just, they have that well, kind not of... not always. I don't know. We hadn't no, beaten them in a while though, to be fair. 2012, 2015, yeah, they had the two All-Irelands win... Yeah, but Galway since have won All Ireland, and Kilkenny probably struggled up until recently to beat them yeah. in Leinster. So I, I wouldn't say that'd be a, be a certainty, but I would fancy me chances against them. But I wouldn't think it's a certainty. Look, I actually gonna go, I'm going to tip Galway this one. I think I think the week after week is going to suit them. Um, I think they've got better and better and better as it's gone on to beat the All Ireland champions. To you know what I mean, and especially mm-hmm. when Tip rallied really hard against them. After they got the goal, even they came back again. It showed a kind of steal that they had back in 2017 when they won the All Ireland. Um, so I think 
Galway are, are, are were my kind of outside bet this year to win the All Ireland outside of Limerick. I kind of thought they were the second you, team. You were saying that to yourself in private, like, right? No, I said that on the podcast. <laughs> I said that on the podcast. My my top three were was Limerick, Galway, oh, Tip, and Kilkenny as an outside one. Tip are gone now. I I think I think Galway are number two. I stick with that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I think now they've got to the semi final and they're playing Limerick in the third week in a row and seeing what they did against Tip. I'm revising that to one up, and I think they're going to get over Limerick. I think, um, especially in the full. Forward line for Limerick, where they've got a lot of results. I think the Galway full back line. That's a very good point. Yeah. And especially with your theory, giggles on left-handers, marking left-handers. Yeah. Uh, Burke and Galan. I know Galan kind of is is an orthodox. I think he'll struggle against Dahi Burke. Um, he will score like he does in every match, but I don't think he's going to do the damage that he's done in that's, the last. That's week. the matchup everyone's looking for. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I think I'd, yeah, I'd back Dahi Burke there, wouldn't you? Yeah, I look. Galan's still mm. going to score. It'll just it'll depend why he'll get. Mm. Um, so yeah really looking forward I think it's going to be a cracking game but Galway for me so um, that's on Sunday be interesting Mannion and Hagerty that's a lovely matchup as well yeah, very similar yeah, kind of type yeah. of players like. you like the big men going head to head oh yeah that's <laughs> a heavyweight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright well that's our predictions anyway get in touch with yours on AkadeJ on Instagram Facebook and Twitter and get AJ at gmail.com and we've got Giggles Corner coming up next Okay, Giggles, Giggles, Connor, what have you got for us today? Is it is your update on your... It's the update on the player of the year, but I might throw in, what do you reckon, would we go, would we throw in an all-star team with three games to go, or is that kind of... Hold off until the semis. Hold off until after the semis. Yeah. We've 14 games of the 17 played, with three to go. Okay, I'll, I'll hold that. Right, but yeah, player of the year. Look, Tony Kelly was one to six on before the quarter final. It was unfortunate for Tony. He went over his ankle. Like, he still scored two points in play, and he got eight, and he was somewhat of an influence. But he, he's not going to win harder of the year now. I think that's safe to he say. He stripped so. him out. He was definitely going to win last week, and now he's he gone. Has, well, he's he's still in the runnings. He's still got odds. Like so, I've got Rod Hegarty and Tyg de Burke joint favourites. Or sorry, I'll fuck it. I'll start at the bottom. Because you're t- 10 to 1. Don't go from 10, then go into 1. Dahi Burke, 15 to 1, right? Number He's 9. Number 10. 10. Connor Whelan, 10 to 1. I've got Keen Lynch in there at 8 to 1 in 8th position. In 7th position, I think a man who's been very consistent for Watford, uh, Stephen Bennett, 7 to, seven to 1. In position 6, Cahill Mannion at 6 to 1. Uh, in position 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 1, 2, 3. Five. I'm mean, putting on the four mile water. Right? Four mile water there for Jamie Barron there at number ninety two. <laughs> ninety two to two. <laughs> I think Jamie Barron's had an unbelievable year. He was quiet against Limerick, but in the other two games he was serious. I can't believe I missed Aaron Galan last weekend. Timmy Tum- Timmy Tumbles was on to me from Sydney. He said Galan has to get in there. He's right. Four to one, fourth favourite. Tony Kelly's still in there third at five to two. He's not going to get it now, though. No way. He's probably not going to get it, but he's still five to two. He's still third, and then joint favourite at the moment. I think Garrod Hegarty has been amazing for Limerick, and Tyg de Burke has been a mountain. He's been in the team of the week every game he's played for Warford. Both a two to one. Interestingly, no Kenny player in there. Oh, that's not interestingly from my point of view because you don't have anyone in there. But you'd have to have TJ Shorty, given what he scored from play and goals wise in the top ten. But who who would you take out? Who's your number your ten, nine, and eight there? Di Burke, Connor Whelan, and Keen Lynch. Give me seven, six, and five again. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Bennett, Carl Mannion, Jamie Barron. Stephen Bennett, get rid of him. You're, you're uh, just saying that. No, I'd, 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 I'd say. TJ has to be has top head, of, head of Carl Mannion. Wouldn't he? he? Yeah, I would oh, think, I so. think so. So you reckon he has, TJ, to be in there. TJ, TJ has to be in there? TJ was in fifth last week and we took him out. Yeah, we, <laughs> you <laughs> took him out. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't play a game last week. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll see. I reckon TJ's a victim of his I'm, own I'm success. I reckon TJ's in for a quiet weekend. Okay, you hope, you hope. I hope. Yeah. All right. Who will be on him? Tyke? We'll get into that now in, next, in the next section. Yeah, hold your powder there. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Jumping oh. ship here now. Yeah. All right, coming up next, we're going to have a look at the second, or well, the first All-Ireland semi-final, but second in terms of grandeur, maybe, but it's going to be a cracker as well. Kenny and Watford. They nearly lost Eric McGrath. Jeez. Very early doors. They nearly lost them. And basically, Tom Clear hasn't a fucking Scooby-Doo. And, like, unfortunately, though, Peter O'Neill, the two of them, they're sales reps. They're not, like, I, I think Derry Kent 
I, I, I personally, you may have gathered, I'm not a fan, a fan of Davy Davis on a personal level. But what he has done. You've finished Eddie off. Eddie's gone. Yeah, you've finished him off. Are yeah. you doing this, Liam? Yeah, he's gone. Look, he walked away with the county board wanting to stay on. That was obviously going to be the line, but... Fairness to Eddie, after that came out, very hard for him to stay on and work with that county board for the next year, even if he wanted to. I think it made it impossible. Mm. It's interesting. It all depends on how much interaction. He doesn't. He didn't seem to have much interaction with the county board. I know, but still, things. though, just still his employer. <laughs> he shouldn't be getting paid anyway. But that's just, 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 <laughs> just expenses. Just expenses. Just expenses. Yeah, poor poor Eddie got a he got a raw deal. I think he's going to have offers. Left, right, and center. I think yeah. could be the next Cork manager. I was just about to say, you just jumped. If, if if Cork got Eddie Brennan into Cork, I think within two or three other two years they may win in Ireland, and that's probably the reason why Eddie Brennan wouldn't months. go near the job because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see him actually leading Cork. I I can see him actually managing Waterford, or maybe any, like he wouldn't manage Cork, and I don't think he wouldn't manage Tipperary. Not a Cork County board would never bring in an outside manager. So no, that's, not that's Kenny Man either. No, no way to no. get actually. And, and that's that's their biggest problem, like I suppose. Isn't They're it? waiting for Cusick. Yeah, they're waiting for Cusick's another. not going to be the same. They're, they're waiting for another man who who reckons Corkness will save Cork. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're good at picking those lads. Um, yeah, look, Eddie is gone. Sad to see, especially the progress that they had made with Leash. Leash went from being like like not even featuring in conversations. To obviously, having that great result last year, not exactly what they wanted to get this year, but we're still hugely competitive. Yeah, respect. You know, got him in a point to Clare and. Clare subsequently went on and got to a quarter final and obviously lost at the weekend. We'll touch on that now shortly. But we have got Kenny Waterford this weekend. We looked at the the Waterford Clare game. We felt I tipped Waterford. I think we all tipped Waterford last week, didn't we, the three of us? Yeah. We did, but we were worried about Tony Kelly's influence and how he was going to probably keep Clare in the game. It might be enough to get more of the line, and we touched on it there. That injury to him was probably the kiss of death for Clare. It was, but to be fair to Clare, they, they stayed battling and. Only for Stephen O'Keefe in the last few minutes, like Watford in the last quarter did drive on, right? And they it was it was Clare's turn last week to play the three games in a row, and you can see that this three games in a row crack is having an impact. You can see it right across the board, football and hurling. Um, and in the last quarter, Clare faded away, even though Aaron Cunningham had two Gildale chances to stick the ball in the net, but he so he struck the ball the wrong straight height the for the goalkeeper yeah. straight at the goalie. So Stephen O'Keefe. To be fair, them bullet saves like they were amazing, and Stephen O'Keefe will be pissed off with himself that he didn't save the second Aaron yeah. Shanahan goal. Yeah, but um, I think to be fair to Clare, like a lot of their players, Aaron Shanahan was amazing. He like he set up the third goal as well. Mm. I think Cahill Malone was we kind of probably gave him a bit of abuse there two weeks ago. He's really underrated. He scored four points to play, and I did. Yeah, fair enough. I, I say we when I when I do something <laughs> bad. Himself, yeah. <laughs> the Royal Wee for giggles. I mentioned him, and he goes, Ah, he's not good. <laughs> He he was very good. I think while well, Daisy Hutchinson was amazing, he had serious battle with that Rory Hayes in the cornerback, yeah. and they were both built the same, same kind of pace. Daisy probably had a bit too much footwork for him in the end. They 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 gave it a good rattle, like in fairness, but they yeah they they came up short, and I think the Tony injury and the players they lost was the telling sign in, in the end. And, and the other thing is you can't concede 327 and expect to win a game. Yeah, and, and just yeah, on that really, like I think more so on the Watford side, like that's another plus sign for Watford. Like their their scoring ability has gone way up as well as like their defensive... Against Clare though, I will say too, to be oh, fair, I know, who, who were extremely porous but their, so, so far. Their scoring ability in all the games has been really good. Like I mean, so I think that's a massive plus for Watford going into this game against Kilkenny. Um Granted, yes, they were playing against Clare, um, but it's just their their ability. Like Dizzy Hutchinson, you can get him on the ball. He's definitely worth a couple of points to you. Um, Shane Bennett is, is a brilliant player. Stephen Bennett. Or Stephen Bennett, sorry. Shane Bennett's brilliant as well, and we wish we, we, we could do with him. Yeah. Um, Austin Gleeson, he's gaining a bit more confidence as, he, as he's going along. You know, it, it's probably... I I I reckon this is going to be the game for him now on Sunday where he's going to shine. I think I think he's he's really going to you know have his head right for Kilkenny. Like this is the number one you know game for him. I think we'll see a massive game out of out of Aston Gleeson this weekend. I'd say he's he's just coming right at the right time. I think for Watford, but their defense is is just is just brilliant at the moment. I, I'm really impressed with their defense. Yeah. yeah. Right. Go on, well, yeah, I suppose like Warford are looking really good and have improved game on game and have held, I suppose, mid, gave Limerick their most 
their toughest game to date. And like we said, they were just three or four quality players shy of probably beating Limerick on that day. They outworked them. They never stopped. They never gave up. So we're going to see that against Kilkenny on, on Saturday as well. And they're two very similar teams in that, right? That it's None of them are going to throw in the towel this weekend. No one's going to get seven or eight points up and it's going to be all over, you know? So that's going to be fantastic to, to watch on. Where Kilkenny's favour, I think, in a good way, is that TJ and Colin Finley were quite the last day, right? Colin Finley walked off the pitch like head down he reflected on it during the week he was yeah. delighted for Kenny to win but he was very disappointed in his own performance not saying he's going to just absolutely turn it on out of nowhere but having those guys quite coming in and having Richie Hogan as an option without Richie the last day against Galway Kenny would have been bet he mm-hmm. turned the whole game on a sixpence I don't think Richie will start it'll keep him in reserve again they should, yeah. so that does give Kenny options that you know Colin Fenney started full forward he might go hopefully do well get a goal get a couple of points and then he'll play his 50 minutes like he has done and bring in Richie so I think Kenny um, will uh, will will do well at 14 and 11 on Sunday I think if, so if he just starts centre forward I, I disagree with you there I think and actually Brian Cody might throw a spanner in the works because Conor Prunty is a massive man he's actually stronger than Colin Finley he's a beast and he's like similar to Dahi Burke kind of um, aura and physicality and all that stuff it would throw a serious sixpence in the works if Kilkenny started Richie Hogan at full forward at 14 and try to go for the juggler and get those goal or two on Watford Colin Fenley's not going to power over Conor Prunty I can guarantee you that and I think what they'll do what Watford will do is they will put Kevin Moore on TJ Reid I've no doubt I'm looking at the backs people say Callum Lyons because he's fast but Callum Lyons is very inexperienced and Callum Lyons could be played by TJ you yeah. know TJ's a wily old fox Kevin Moore is a man who's always played amazingly well against Kilkenny go back to 2013 when we drew with you in normal time lost in extra time Kevin Moore nearly dragged the whole team on his back to beat Kilkenny that day he's he's just got you know it's the Watford City boys always get up for the Kilkenny game more so than anyone else because it's right on the border they've been hurled at abuse for 50-60 years you're the poor cousins and that's it so uh, I think Sean is right I think Austin Gleeson he's a City boy he'll get he'll get his guts up I think if Cody was to pull a master stroke it might be to start Richie Hogan at, fo- at 14 just to give that movement and mm-hmm thinking because Richie Hogan unlocks defences Colin Finley bulldozes right and I yeah, don't think he's going to bulldoze Connor Prunty and TJ is going to score every single free he gets he's going to create he's going to be on ball but if he's got Kevin Moore beside him as opposed to maybe an inexperienced player like Callum Lyons I think Watford will come out not, not saying Kevin Moore will win the battle now, but I'm saying Watford will come out a lot better than perhaps if it's an inexperienced player and TJ gets in for a goal or two so uh it's uh, there's, there's loads of intriguing battles I think Watford like we were probably critical of the likes of Kieran Bennett and Jack Fagan the last stage you know they were quality player shorts Kieran Bennett was brilliant he scored three points in play Jack Fagan was about to be taken off twice the first time he was about to be taken off he went off and scored the goal now he was an amazing ball from Desi Hutchinson the vision was unreal and then he was about to be taken off again and he got a wonder point now I believe they were probably the only two things he did in the game I don't think he had a great game and I do think he's still a little bit short in terms of what Kilkenny may have or what Galway may have and what Limerick may have but Patrick Curran coming on is a serious option like he's a brilliant forward and he's a scorer and I think Liam Cahill is not picking him on purpose because he can't pick six corner forwards in the in the six forward positions and then we had Conor Gleeson come on the last day as well in midfield who's an amazing defender he was at hamstring injuries he scored two points when he came on and looked like he was a breath of fresh air so from a Wildford perspective I couldn't believe how well they played I was on cloud nine after they won I gave you a shoulder blowing kids GA because you know I was just after watching the match and it was just yeah. it was deadly he now, gave a girl a shoulder in training last <laughs> night as well um, plays for Gary Owen from behind and knocked her to the ground when they're doing sprints so yeah big man giggles are Right but it was it was he's throwing the old weight around yeah, no, he's, as you're working he's, it working he's, out loud like he was working <laughs> out as I arrived to do the podcast was he yeah shoulder presses yeah Ron Burgundy style like <laughs> you know, 1001 he guns out 1002 I, I, I just think I, I'm very optimistic for the first time going in like people are making comparisons I love hearing this optimism I know yeah I, and, and usually I'm, I'm not and I, but I, people are putting comparisons with 2016 and Watford when they came to Crow Park and Kenny Benton by four points I think it was after they beat me beaten by Tipperary in the Munster final but I think this Watford team are different they're just meaner mm. like they're, they're there's no cuddly thing about them there's no 
you know, it, there's no bullshit. Look, it's, it's, yeah. Liam Carroll has got a great brand going there in Waterford. He does, yeah, doesn't yeah. He? Yeah. Yeah. There's a steel about them. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think they won't fear Kilkenny. They have no. nothing to fear about this Kilkenny team, let's be honest about it. A lot of them have beaten them before as well a few years ago when they got over the line against them that time and extra time. So that kind of hoodoo of beating Kilkenny in championship for the last 56 years is gone. And this Kilkenny team haven't won all Ireland in, in, in five years. And I'll be honest about it, it's an average Kilkenny team who are, Ryan Cody is getting the most out of them. They're, 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 they're hurling at 110%. They're hor- yeah, yeah, 110%. Yeah. And it was the same last year when they bet Limerick. They're a very likeable team, similar to Warf, because they work very hard. They're a very honest bunch. And we do have some, ver- like some very good quality hurlers, like you know the TJs, Richie Hogan's, you know, who do have that bit of class about them. But it's an average Kilkenny team, I would say, on the whole. Yeah. And I think... It is a 50-51 again. I really do. I don't think there's going to be anything in it similar to the, to the Limerick and, and Galway semi-final. But I do think Kilkenny, given what happened against Galway and with the option now with Richie Hogan, whether he starts and whether he brings him on, I think Richie Hogan, not to say he's going to be the key, but he is the, the second key if, if Colin doesn't work, whichever way to do it, or to bring Colin on if Pronti is tired, whichever way to work that, yeah. I think they that's where it could be won. With TJ linking up with Colin or TJ linking up with Richie. It's going and they've done it in every game. Yeah. No, no, they have. And it, it's interesting. The Waterford Kilkenny battles. The last four games they've played in Championship. Twenty seventeen, as you said, draw game. Waterford win extra time. Twenty sixteen, Turles Kilkenny win by a point after Park Manny just hits the free. But in the Crow yeah. Park game, Waterford up by four with a minute to go. Draw game. And twenty thirteen was the time before that. Draw game. Kilkenny win extra time. So there's been nothing between them. So it's 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 got the recipe for a 50-50 game an absolute belter it's in Crow Park which some of the Waterford players will be new to I hope they don't I don't think because there's going to be no crowd there it's probably not going to overawe them as much no I don't it's think going so to be, it's going to be a game they go out and play my, my only worry still is, is for the Waterford half forward line because I think Kenny's half back line if they play Park Welch Buckley and who's the other wing back for them Fogarty could, could be back. targeted but yeah. the other two are very good at coming on to ball and attacking and setting up play so if Waterford aren't winning the battle in the half forward line I think we may be in trouble but on the flip side I think I don't think Kilkenny have anyone for Jamie Barron and the energy that he has I think Conor, Bra- Conor Brown probably has the energy to match him but whether he has the cuteness Harvey. to match yeah. Jamie Barron probably doesn't but he had, a, he had a very good second half to last day but yeah he's he's unproven for me Kenny's midfield is a weakness yeah. do you think do you think Kilkenny, now this is an off question to ask Kenny for but do you think Kenny might be a little bit softer this weekend coming in because they've got their bit of silverware no don't think so at all you don't think so let's be honest Kenny were delighted to win the Lens Championship right like they hadn't won in a number of years but it's all about winning all Ireland's in Kilkenny like you're, you're judging it. it won't be a good year if Kenny won Leinster I know yeah you know and it never is so it's all but about winning Ireland there's a kind of a sense that they would like if you would said at the start of the year to you right Kenny will get the Ireland semi-final and they'll win Leinster you probably would have taken that look with the year that it was in terms of it, there was only one chance you could play four games in Ireland this year I thought yeah. I was kind of set up for Kenny in a way yeah. You know, and the year, time of year it's been played in and the way Kilkenny play in their doggedness. I never really yeah. take a semi-final with Kilkenny, given you always hope they can do it, even though they're not the, the, the force that they, they, are, that they have been previously. But I, I, I do think um, it would be a failure if Kilkenny don't get to the All-Ireland final, given that they're playing Waterford. No disrespect to Waterford, but they'd be hoping to get they over really that course, one. Yeah. Um, they've, you know, they haven't got Limerick, they haven't got Galway. I know that wasn't going to happen with the Leicester final draw, but you know, they have got an easier side into a potential Ireland final. That, but I still don't think there's going to be much in it. I still think it's going to go right down to the wire. And I think Kenny are going to win by a point, Shani. Wow. Yeah, I, I was just leaving the, the two of you go there. Um, but I'm still engaged, Liam. I'm yeah, still good. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Shani. The, uh, yeah, it's a very, Jesus, so hard to call. Um, as TJ Ryan would say, it's like a diff dog. <laughs> That's um, brilliant. That's so good. The, uh, yeah, I just think, yeah, I just, I like the way Liam Cal, as I said before, has that Tipperary, or the Tipperary team, the, the Waterford team, the back line, I think, the fact that you mentioned there, Kevin Moran and TJ, TJ Reid, that's a, that's a great matchup, I think, and I think he will, he will have some value out of that, but I think it all hinges on, as I said before, Austin Gleeson. I was thinking, you know, about t- five minutes ago, I was thinking, um, you know, can, can he just have that bit more experience with Rich, Richie Hogan, either starting or coming on, you know, swapping with Colin Finley. I was leaning towards Kilkenny, but just listening to two of you there now, I think, it, and my own prediction in terms of Austin Gleeson, I think he will get right for this. I think he'll be up for this. And as you said, the half-hour line, he has to make a lot of inroads in the half-hour line. I think he will. And 
I'm going to base my prediction on Austin Gleeson, who has left me down loads of times before. <laughs> um, I actually have think it's going to be a draw at full time, but I think Warford will sneak it extra in extra time. There you go. Eagles, oh. you know what way you're going. Yeah, but I, by how much? I was just I was just looking. So the year of the 10 always creates a surprise. So ni- two, 2010, tip stop to drive for five. We won't remind you of it ever again, Liam, right? But it was a surprise. Kilkenny were the team. 19... 2000 Kilkenny Betoffaly 2000 Kilkenny Betoffaly But they were a new team So we're going Tipperary Kilkenny In 1990 It was Cork Did that Kilkenny win Charles was a surprise Listen to me for a second In 1990 it was Cork Yeah That was a surprise In 1980 it was Galway So what I'm saying to you is There's a different team Wins it on, oh, the, yeah. on the 10 Every single year right, Coming around See, There's three yeah. teams there's That's three a great pattern You've established there there's, there's, there's three teams left And Warford are the only team Who haven't won it So we're, we're guaranteed <laughs> look, look I'll be honest about it Of all the years and if Waterford are going to win the Ireland, just I hope they can win on Saturday, don't get me wrong. But if they don't, I'd love to see Waterford win it. We, we of the three teams left. Yeah. It, you know, like I really would, genuinely. Um, My prediction this weekend is for a four-point victory for Waterford. Oh. Two points for Waterford and I'm going for Kilkenny all on my own. So, yeah, look, looking forward to it. It's on five o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning. Shawnee said we should watch it together, me, Giggles and Shawnee. No hope, it's not happening. Why? Well, like... I'm not driving down here at four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> half four in the morning to watch Giggles' house. I don't think Giggles is going to go up at half four and drive to my house, right, Giggles? No, well, if Liam and me want to be our natural beings and roar to tell you if this is the tight match, we, we, we could end up boxing the head off. Giggles' wife is due any day, our second baby. She would not oh, be happy if we were roaring the house into, at five she, in the morning. She goes into labour with 15 minutes to go <laughs> <laughs> and water her up by three fines. You put her in a taxi. Go ahead, Jill. Shani, come here, click my wife. Yeah, so no, look, I don't think it's going to work watching it together. It's not going to happen. No, no, no. Oh, come on. No, uh, like, no, it's not going to happen, Sonny. It's not going to happen. To be honest, it would be better off, Anya. It just wouldn't go down well no matter what way it's going. It just <laughs> it wouldn't. I can't, you know, yeah, two of you end up fucking. Liam's been walking around nervous all week. I've been watching him there training. He's just. He look, I, don't, I, I think he can't win, but I'm no way confident about it. Like, if it was 10 years ago, he can't play Watford. So I, tight, I was like, he can't win with four points, five points. No worries. Wouldn't even be worried about it. Guaranteed yeah. win. That's not the case. It's not It's not a banker. So, But it's going to be a cracking Two great game. games. This Two weekend. great games this weekend. We've been absolutely served up. Unbelievable games are hurled the last few weeks. We've been so lucky this championship has got to go ahead and continues to go ahead. If it goes anyway by the football went last weekend. Yes, let's touch on that to wrap up. Some Hang on now, before we wrap, go and move on to football. There was a Joe McDonough semi-final where Kerry oh, yeah. beat Carlo. Like, jeez, we can't let this lads down. We'll be shot. Jesus Christ. Right, let's do a quick little was, interlude and we we'll go into that and we'll wrap up then with that and the football, okay. right? There we go. Let's do that. Giggles loves all tiers of hurling. We call this tier three. Corker so and tier two. This is tier three. They're not far away from tier three. We, we, start, we, we start with first of all, there was a a, a, a good few ex Melbourneian hurlers yeah. on, on show this weekend. So Kieran Kerwin and, and Aaron Curry, uh, for Watford and Aaron Cunningham for Clare, who both played with Wolf Tones, came on for both respective counties. Uh, but we start with Nicky Rackard, Sinn Féin, like we'd all know him, we'd be actually good friends, he's a great herder, Stephen Coyne was captain of the Mayo team, I had them back to win the bloody thing anyway, but Donegal came from behind, I think they had a tip lad up there with a tip with the Donegal granny, he went up and scored 1-3 and he got them over the line, so that was a big shock, Donegal hurling winning, Like I think Mayo would have had a fairly decent run of it before, they won the Nicky Rackard, in the Christie ring it was a fantastic game, after... Fendley's awfully getting knocked out yeah, last week on penalties. Down. Then down went on and played Kildare, and I think I think like Kildare, one of these counties that actually have a lot, a lot of hurlers, like yeah. they have a lot of hurling clubs. And uh, you'd fast forward forty years, and you could see Kildare actually challenging. Forty are giving them. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> forty is a long way to it, go. It does. It is a long time. Like, but you know, like forty I'm years. Sure, ago, they'd be hoping maybe ten years. Kills. Forty years ago, awfully were the kingpins. You know what I mean? And now they're down probably. Yeah. 20th in the country somewhere along those lines but if you fast forward for, like because of population growth and the amount of work that's going on there Kildare will come as a hurling force at some stage so when I'm saying 40 years I'm giving myself a nice breath there to, to give myself you heard it here first that's Kildare yeah. in 40 years <laughs> just remember that in 2061 they had a great win against Downing a cracker of a game and then 
Kerry played Carlo. I remember Carlo, was it last year or two years ago? Yeah, they had an excellent run. They had a great run. Like They gave Galway within four points and, in, and, and it ended up costing Galway on score difference, being knocked out with that, with that loss to Dublin. That was last year, actually, yeah. And the year, was it, so it was just last year that they were in the thing and they got relegated this year. And it just shows the quality. I think this Joe McDonough tournament has been brilliant because it has the teams of the right quality in there. There's six of them, I think. You know, there's awfully are gone now, but you had Carlo and Kerry and Leash were in there. Down. And the teams are coming up are performing then and the competing like so it's it's the way the football it's the way the football needs to go exactly yeah and and Kerry Fintan O'Connor is the manager of Kerry he was a selector in with Derry McGuire he actually teaches PE from Clamell he teaches my parents Lismore never came near hardly in his life until he went to Lismore CBS and then he started learning from your mate Dennis Ring um, Mm -hmm. who's the principal down there but he's he's done a great job with Kerry interestingly Shane Conway who we all know from a, as a great player with UCC, the physical player. I, I, I met Finton in Clamell last year and he said to me, Shane Conway just, just wants to play in Crow Park once and not in the mini sevens primary school blitz. <laughs> and Who now said that, yeah? Finton O'Connor, that, that's oh, what yeah. Shane Conway had said to him. And now Shane Conway, a man of his class, actually gets to play in Crow Park against Antrim, who are flying it at the moment. So... It's interesting, there's been huge fortunes down there. Like Kerry is obviously a brilliant thing coming on. Antrim have really turned their year their their kind of whole morale around because they were down the bottom of the Joe McDonough for the last two years. They're favourites to win it now, which means they'll be back into the Leinster, Leinster Championship, Championship yeah. with Leash, because Leash gets to stay in there. So you've got two teams who may get some progress, or you've got Kerry who'll win it and we'll go into the Leinster Championship and not the Munster which is mad. But the final interesting thing on it was none of them are using the yellow slitters. They're all using the white slitters. I couldn't get over this. I was like, what? And what I, what I noticed was the games that were played at night and even the one that the Kerry one that was on the day, it is way harder to follow the white slitter compared to the yellow slitter on the television. It's, it's, it's actually next near impossible to follow it after being used to the yellow slitter for the last few weeks. That's so I think bananas, isn't it? It is, but, but and again, as well, tennis used to have the white tennis ball, now they have the yellow tennis ball. Science has proven yellow is the way to go. Obviously, hurling traditionalists, ourselves included, don't want to go near the yellow ball. Um, but when I was watching it on the telly, and I was like, especially in the winter, the look, in soccer, they have yellow ball for the winter. I have no issue yeah. with yellow ball in the winter, to be honest. But I, I, I reckon it's here to stay for the summer as well. The summer as well. I don't think so. I don't think. I think White Ball will be back for the summer next year, definitely. Uh, I don't know. But anyway. Do you want a bet, a bet on? What? Do you want a bet on? No, it? we have enough bets on now. <laughs> Gang of $500. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to remind people of that bet, if you can't even learn this year or next year, yeah. or the year after. Not the year after. It is five years. 2022 we have until. You do, if 2021, we'll we talk about it offline. Yeah. yeah. Sean, um, I've got the recording. So do I. I do want to record it. $500. <laughs> so look, fingers crossed, Kenny can win next two weekends <laughs> and we get, get that $500. I'm banking on it. Um, but yeah, look, no, like you're dead right, Giggles. And I think these games have probably taken a backseat this year because of the condensed nature of the hurling and football championships. You know, we haven't they haven't got as much airtime as no. they normally do. So But the magic of the John McDonald final now is on its on as the curtain raiser to the All Ireland final, yeah. which is brilliant and it's where it should be because all respect to the top class seventeen and eighteen year olds in the past, they don't deserve to be on the day like someone in an Antrim or a or a leash in the Joe McDonald final. I, I think or or maybe you make a case for three games being on in the day. Yeah. You play the minor at twelve o'clock Fair enough. Nightmare and for tickets, though. It'd be nightmare for tickets, it would, yeah. But you I, would, I think you wouldn't be used to that kind of ticket thing. I, I think it's great. I had a ticket there in 2008. I wish I didn't get it. <laughs> I, I think it's great, though, that the Joe McDonough is on before the All Ireland final. So they, Antrum and Kerry now have yeah, two is. weeks to, to, to get ready for it. But then the football at the weekend. Yeah, finally finished on the football. Two minutes on the football now. We're coming up on time. Just too scary, like, isn't it? The bloody Sunday four are in the, blo- are in the yeah, final 100 years, crazy, later. years there. I did stay up and watch Tip Cork live up until half two in the morning. I know, Sean, you didn't even watch your own county was I playing. did watch it did you watch the whole thing not the whole thing no yeah, I, 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 no, I, I say I watched it I'd be a football man no as, a, as in <laughs> I, I didn't stay up to watch it but watch it on Monday well, morning I stayed up live you were supporting the two Collins and Alan <laughs> Sheehan the cockfights right yeah. <laughs> I was actually I was actually kind of like trying to say like I was hoping Tip would win obviously as the, as the underdog and given you know the occasion and wearing the white and green jerseys yeah. and all that and down in Parky Cueve and it was actually a brilliant game of football to watch as a you know, as a neutral watching on it was very very enjoyable two teams going at it kind of all the way and like it was a very very good game it was a comprehensive win for Tipperary oh, like they laid right from the start to the finish and some of the point scoring like Quinn Living I'm sure everybody's seen it the Quinn Living points Unreal, were just yeah. ridiculous yeah. like um, 
But like they completely outplayed Cork. Um, Cork lost. Um, what's his name from Nemo the corner forward? Yeah, injury there. He yeah, half time. He was a lines. Lines? No lines. No. No, I can't think of his name. He takes the freeze. Yeah, yeah he got injured, doesn't he? He wears the calf socks. And yeah. Johnny copied him there for And, and yeah. Michal Martin nearly got lobbed. He should have <laughs> got lobbed. He was trying to get yeah. a short kick out to the cornerback. Quinn Levin was standing there and he could have. And the, I think the whole fact of Colin O'Reardon as well, we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago about the AFL players getting home. Yeah, he got permission. He got permission this time. He asked permission from Sydney Swans, it was refused. Yeah. Asked permission again, got permission. And he was one of Tim's best players this weekend. He was phenomenal. And the pride and the way he spoke about after playing Luke for Connelly. Tip. Yeah, Luke Connolly. But what he said after about getting to represent Tip and play for Tip, what an honour it was. Like I think seeing the outpouring of emotion, this has been commented on a lot of the media home, from the Tip lads, from the Cavan lads, and no disrespect to the Dublin lads, but what it meant to Tipperary, yeah. to Cavan, winning their provincial titles... Like it was like the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just even like it was unbelievable the excitement and they, they couldn't hold back the tears the managers yeah. themselves when they're talking. That's what you know it's all about, really, isn't it? Seeing those stories come true and how long it's been for those counties. But let's be honest about it, I'm giving it thirty more seconds. Dublin aren't going to be beaten, really, are they? Unless Mayo can do it. The, 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 yeah. And, and I'm, yeah. not, I'm not confident of that, but Tip, Tipperary have every chance against Mayo. They actually do. They've, they've got probably got two of the yeah. best forwards in the country in Sweeney and Quinlevin. I think Mayo are a different animal this year again under Horn. I think they look dangerous. I don't know will they beat Dublin, but if Tipperary get to the final, I'm sorry, lads, you, oh, you yeah, get murdered. Chance, yeah. And Cavan are going to get murdered. And it's, it's probably unfortunate in the football that we've actually had the best of the championship already over now because Dublin are going to go on their procession and win six in a row and Jesus there's no stop I don't know the years in you could you could see another yeah. shock if Mayo get there like you said they're probably the only one to give them a chance yeah. but it'll be interesting Kevin though like Kevin's you know doggedness yeah. and, and you know defensive I mode think it's, you think it's in Crow Park it's in Crow Park as well like yeah like, you'd, you'd give them yeah. some bit of hope and he'll keep you tight it was yeah. interesting though there was crowds at the match in Armagh because obviously yeah, he got up in the north and yeah. Kevin versus Donegal yeah, even though they're two counties in yeah. the Republic were allowed to have people at the match which was interesting but I thought there was a programme on after the Sunday game Paul Rouse who's the historian writer about Bloody Sunday yeah, I, I actually thought brilliant, it was brilliant wasn't it I, I don't think anyone realises that story. Like, you know, you've got the story of the Dublin goalkeeper that day that played in Blue Sunday was a G-man with the IRA and he shot if dead two English soldiers. He got the ball back over, played the game. And dub- the Dublin team were let out. Like, the English army yeah. went to search the crowd and the teams. And they held the Tipperary team back because Tipperary was a strong IRA hold and they thought this was a cover for Tipperary people to come up and murder it and, and that's why Michael Hogan was shot and the art oh, was an amazing if, if it was people obviously listen to this podcast if they want to listen to a podcast about that listen to the bloodied field which is um it's on podcast from Michael what's his name the the journalist for is a Foley yeah, I think, I mean, you, yeah. you said it to me. I can, I'll it's, put the link up on the. Yeah, on it's, it's a brilliant podcast because that's that's exactly. So I didn't know a lot of that stuff, but it builds up a story around um, Hogan and you know his brothers and his uh, his his way of gr- growing up. Even talking about him, you know, um, coming up against the, the Burke lad from Dublin, you know, being like he, one of the Brogans or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 you know, and he was young for on the team, just on the Tipperary team. His first or second year on the team, and. It goes into that story around that, but it's also he 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 slips over to the whole Republican movement as well, and and what's happening of the morning of the match, who's doing what, when, where, and all this. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. If people people can get onto that and uh, the bloodied field it's a great podcast as well. yeah. but look a great weekend the G all around. Hopefully we'll have as good a weekend this weekend with the with the hurling. We'll all be tuning in all hours of the morning, 5, 5 a.m. start for us on Sunday morning, but you've no problem getting up and you're getting up to watch your, your county in the, in the All-Ireland uh, semi-final. Shawnee will be getting up watching his next two favourite counties in Kilkenny and Tip, <laughs> or Kenny and Warfare, sorry. And we'll be back next week, uh, next week, and then we'll be looking forward to an Ireland final. We'll see who'll be in it. Thanks, Giggles, for having us. I hope. No matter, lads. Shawnee, thanks, thanks for coming Thank along, you. Shawnee. Thanks for staying off your phone for 95% of the night. Well done. <laughs>